Armed with wit, confidence, and a melting pot of experiences, we're tapped into the culture and nothing is off limits. This is Malik and Jamal. Welcome to the podcast. It's interesting, like, thinking about the origin of certain things. I was talking to a friend a couple days ago, and they told me this, and then I proceeded to check and found out that it was true. Mm. McDonald's has golden arches because when McDonald's first was a thing, um, it was to display maternal love. And the arches are supposed to emulate a woman's bosom. Wow, that's a huge finesse. Right? That's right. Wild. Someone needs to leak that article immediately. No, someone <laughs> needs to leak the minutes to that meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay such good money to read that shit. Just some kind of meeting. Wow, yes. I think if we make them look like titties, they'll be perfect. Because <laughs> you know when McDonald's was popping, there was no, like, HR. <laughs> there was no sense of, like, decency towards women when McDonald's was being accepted. Absolutely not. Let's see. What year was McDonald's started? Oh, you know somebody said that... Oh, man, I was in, uh, when we were in high school, it was a sex ed class. Is somebody just yelled out in the middle, boobies, and I'm just like, human decency, sir. Why, why are we saying like, why do we need to say things like that in the sex ed class? And the and the teacher was understandably upset, but at the same time, I'm just like, y'all don't have respect for any type of normalcy here. You're just comfortable. I mean, our school in particular had a very. Uh, <laughs> unrealistic idea of comfort for people because they either were there their whole lives or were catered to in such a way that they never had to be responsible for their actions. Yeah, I can't relate, but yes. Right, no, I absolutely (laughs) cannot relate, but you know, I hear it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem to have fun. Also, 1940, May 15th. Okay, yeah, you already know them conversations were disgusting. <laughs> also, does that make any sense? Like, you sell hamburgers. Like, what? Why do you need maternal love for hamburgers? Is it supposed to be like these are the burgers like your mama used to make them? Like, is that how? Is that the mindset? I don't. Never mind. It works. Apparently, it's worked since 1940. It's almost McDonald's anniversary then. Mm-hmm. Their 80 year anniversary. It's almost 80 years. I found it. <laughs> Sorry. It's in Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <clears throat> While McDonald's dropped the physical arches from nearly all of its restaurants in 1960, the golden arches have remained in the logo and as a commonly understood term for the company. This was partially due to the argument that arches, which he likened to Mother's McDonald's breasts, had Freudian applications to the subconscious mind of the consumer and were great assets in marketing McDonald's food. I'm disgusted. Yep. When I hear particularly non-people of color say, man, I really wanted Michelle as president. I was like, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't want that. No, you don't. Michelle wasn't playing games when her husband was president. You You know, I can just imagine how many times 
before they left the White House, Barack was probably like, all right, Michelle, just just don't say anything. Just don't say a word. Make all the facial expressions you want. Do whatever you want. Just don't 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 say anything. And then when we get back to the house. You can talk your head off. I'll listen. Three hours, four hour rants. I'm here for you. <laughs> but you just got to just don't say a word. And she did. She didn't say a word for almost the entirety of the presidency. Towards the end, she said living in, I think she said something like living in the White House, like living in prison. I don't know if that was like, was like being uh, in a cage. I don't know if she said that during the presidency or right after. And I know people were mad about it, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, y'all didn't want that. She was not playing y'all's games. I I wanted to see it just to see people be so disappointed. Like I wanted people to just have to deal with what they voted for and just be sad. And then I also wanted black women to get their W too. Nah, that would have been a beautiful moment for black women. That those next four years, you couldn't tell them none. I hate how you said four because you know damn well America wasn't gonna do it again. <laughs> One of the values of having, you know, everyone always talks about like W. E. B. Du Bois versus Booker T. Washington or Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King Jr., right? Like you have one person that's very much like work with the establishment and you have one that's like, you know, tack up the middle fingers like, nah, forget the system. Yeah, you always have the two. Uh, you have not always, but they're historically when we look back hindsight, we always try to chop chop it up to like two people going back and forth. But really, at the end of the day, there are multiple leaders um, that have multiple things to say and multiple perspectives. And everybody is not meant to fight the same battle, not meant to fight the same war. Um, I know for me personally. Listen, I I don't know. I You know, establishment is bad, but there's a lot of positive things you can get from the establishment, too. Like there's ways you can advance yourself within politics and outside of politics. I mean, I think Jay-Z is hopefully shows uh, during his time that there's ways to work within the system and there's ways to work outside the system. Um, him more so in the system because, yeah. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, everybody can't be the same type of champion. And we got to, res- I don't know, I feel like people just don't respect that enough. Like the way people talk about slaves, like the way people talk about house slaves, for example, has bothered <laughs> me in recent years because they like, yo, you a house nigga. And I'm like, yo, they still a slave. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, like, yeah, they don't have to go outside. But, you know, the humiliation that they have to go through and um, the amount that the amount they're still suffering at the end of the day like their suffering is just different than yours and yes there were particular slaves that were chosen to to keep everybody in line and to be the master's eyes and ears for sure but every that wasn't the job of every house nigga like that's that wasn't i don't know we've conflated oh you don't have the same problems i have to be you're the enemy and that Mm. is not the case it just means you think differently I think about the MLK, Malcolm X comparison you brought up. I mean, everyone brings it up pretty consistently. We always celebrate MLK's life. Mm. MLK is who we aspire to be. I think back in our high school, there was always a volunteer event on MLK Day. (laughs) In my college. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. Because that's what MLK would have wanted. He was a very soft-spoken, non-violent man who wasn't trying to ruffle any feathers. That's some bullshit. They wanted MLK dead just as badly as they wanted Malcolm dead. And guess what? They got their wish. My point being, 
is that regardless of what side of the aisle, what your struggle is, at the end of the day, the establishment's not going to give a damn about you, whether you work with it or work against it. Pick what you want to do, push for it as much as you can, and get the fuck off of other people's backs that are trying to do just as good as the work as you are. Mm, no, again, like that hindsight 2020 without context, right? Like we forget. And I think people think like being a good person is enough to be the quote unquote MLK equivalent. But that man was strategic, right? Like people were like, yo, I, you know, if I was back in civil rights times, I, I couldn't be nonviolent. That was part of the strategy, though. Like the strategy was to use media at that time in a revolutionary way. By showing a people suffering on camera with the hoses and the dogs attacking, getting beat by police, it would be something that would change the perceptions, particularly of white moderates, right? The people that are kind of on the fence, like this is kind of bad, but it's not bad enough for me to do anything about it. Um, it was meant to push them forward and to make them want to act. Um, people don't recognize Martin Luther King Jr. was a middle class inv- individual, a second, third generation a uh, college educated man his career was made for him while he was out there in the civil rights movement fighting to you know allow black people to have uh equal access to bus seats and things like that that man didn't even need to take the bus like he had a car <laughs> and i say that to say like again like thinking about the hindsight 2020 like it wasn't the fact that he was perfect that made him great he was still intelligent he was still strategic and he knew when to help fight a case that didn't necessarily touch him like it definitely affected his congregation which you can argue whether it was a selfish or selfless act or not but the strategy this the strategic mind of it all and the purposefulness of it all um shouldn't be ignored but again that's not the thing we think about we just think he said we're not going to be violent so you know what they weren't violent. And look at all the change that happened. Not recognizing that most of the change happened after <laughs> JFK. I shouldn't laugh. But JFK and MLK died. And then yeah. I believe Lyndon B. Johnson used those deaths as catalysts to get things passed moving from there. You know what? I was thinking about this because we talked about this. We were texting a little bit yesterday. I feel like Black History Month within the black community should be used as a time to celebrate um, a raw, unflinching interpretation of the leaders in our communities. Instead of, you know, all these big corporations, which I won't name because, hey, I like having jobs. I like having job opportunities. <laughs> but, <it's, laughs> but you know, big corporations, they kind of do like, the, oh, yeah, look at all these great leaders. And that's cool. Like, I actually don't mind that. But, you know, I think in the black community, we really have to start taking an unflinching look at our leaders and recognize they were people first. Um, and recognize the nastiness of it. Like, recognize that you had you had people doing basic stuff, just like making flyers. Like, they don't get put on the memorial. You know what I mean? Like, we don't study those people, but their impact is still felt. Well, to that point, and kind of back to the conversation you and I were having yesterday over text, have we moved to a society or a group of people that? fail to recognize that good leaders need good followers Mm. have we all tried to become the protagonist of every single story not just our own narrative because to your point there are tons of people that made the sacrifices and dedication of a ton of our civil rights leaders possible the progress that happened 
couldn't have happened without those followers. Without yeah. people to march behind MLK on the bridge, that's not a good movie. John Legend <laughs> isn't winning no award for that song. <laughs> Shout out to EGOT winner uh, John Legend. <laughs> and Chrissy T. <laughs> and Chrissy T. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I also saw on Quibi that she has a it's like Chrissy's Court or something. Yes, yes. So I now you're going to get a Quibi? Now you're going <laughs> to... I, I think I might download Quibi now. Shout out to Chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you weren't getting it when Chance was having his punked. <laughs> you just kept sending me screenshots like, yo, what is he doing? What is your man's doing? And it's like, listen, he's he's living his best life. I see Chance's posts on social media, not that I don't need another download. <laughs> like, you know I'll fuck with Chance hard, but I, I didn't need that. Let's limit. Let's limit the um. It's the same reason why I didn't download Will Smith's uh new Snapchat TV show. Wait, why didn't you download it? Enough is enough, right? I got you on Instagram. I got you when you um bulldoze the red table talks. Like that's enough. My favorite actor and one of my favorite rappers with Will and Chance respectively. Yeah. Too much. Mm. I think it. De- I think it depends. I think um. Like when Rihanna does it, it's always great. And when Beyonce ah. does it, it's great. Uh, I don't know. There's something to me about selling your personality. That like, there's, it's like you said, there's only so much I want of <laughs> your person. Like Will Smith being Will Smith is like entertaining in like doses. Exactly. But like, I don't just want to like watch Will Smith being Will Smith. They Like if I spent my whole day looking at videos of Will Smith being Will Smith, I can't say I'll be too proud of myself. I can't. I you watched Fresh Prince at that point. Actually, yeah, because that is everyone's. Well, that's most people's favorite version of Will Smith. Um, I don't know. I, I'll give. I, you know what? I, I support Chicago artists, so I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna see what Chance's punked Quibi is about. See him pranking Megan Thee Stallion. Which again, shout out to her and her team, except for her label, which apparently was cheating her out of a lot of money and not letting her renegotiate her contract. But shout out to. Uh, yeah, but shout out to Megan for. Uh, you know, just continuing to be relevant. She out here twerking for Tory Lanes <laughs> on quarantine radio, and she's on punk. There's a long list of people twerking for Tory Lanes. There is. That yeah, there is. Shout out to quarantine radio. Shout out to Tory Lanes. Hashtag free Tory Instagram. <laughs> Even though he's got partial nudity on there sometimes. <laughs> Even though he is in direct violation. Live your best life, man. But wait, how? But here's my thing, right? How does he control the partial nude? Like, it's not like there's a, I don't know, actually, I've never done a live, but unless there's like a five second delay or a 10 second delay, there's no way he can stop it if like somebody's twerking and, you know, they have the short shorts on and something happened to show. That's not Tory Lane's fault. True, but it's his live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess he is. I guess he is famous. Like I was about to say, like, so you gonna stop all the people that got lives with inappropriate content? Cause you are gonna get exhausted. It's quarantine time. People <laughs> feeling lonely. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't even know how we got to Tory Lanez. We got to the, like the real ratchet side of life here. How, how do we? This is a dark tunnel. How did we? How did we get? <laughs> we went from MLK and Michael Max to girls twerking on quarantine radio. This is a lot. This is a Boondocks episode in the making. That's what this is. 
but yes, we are trying to sell our personalities. But hopefully, we'll never get like drunk on power. Like, you know what? People want to hear us every day. That also sounds exhausting. I don't think I have enough energy to do that. No, I need some real conversations that are uncensored. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Malik and Jamal, y'all. We make every episode hoping our listeners walk away with a laugh and a new perspective. Hopefully, we hit the mark. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our channel, share our episodes, and follow us on Instagram at MalikXJamal. If you hated what you heard, well, feel free to slide in our DMs and tell us what you think. We don't really give a damn, but sometimes we get bored and need some cheap entertainment. All right, until next time, posse out. <laughs>